Redbird Buzz. I'm Rachel Cobus from Alumni Engagement. Two-time alum Barb Dallinger has made it her career to empower and support students. So much so, she dedicated 30 years to Illinois State University, starting in the Wansuk Kim College of Fine Arts and ending as an associate director of events and catering in event management, dining, and hospitality. In between, she held positions in University Housing Services, Campus Dining Services, the Dean of Students Office, the Bone Student Center and Braden Auditorium, and of course, EMDH. She supervised hundreds of students for the Bone and Braden, and she made sure to focus on always providing a safe, comforting, and stable environment while teaching everyone to value their history. In the end, when all said and done, she hopes her legacy has been one to be remembered as someone who truly cared about students. with us today. What's the word, Redbird? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Barb. Well, I'm currently retired now, which is crazy to think about, but I'm also still hanging on a little, um, helping out in um, student health services and a couple committees and things. So I'm actually on campus pretty much. Yeah, you didn't want to leave. Exactly, exactly. They drug me away kicking and screaming. Exactly. (laughs) In 30 years, you've done so much, but like I said, you are a two-time alum, and you started out at Illinois State, and part of the reason I wanted to talk to you today was... um, I see this as, and I said this to you earlier, I think in an email, if this is your life, Barb, because you've done so many different things and and had to go down so many different paths and you're willing to share your story with us, um, especially during this month. So can we start off talking about you as Barb the student? So Barb the student at Illinois State University and what that was like. Barb the student at Illinois State was so different than Barb the employee. (laughs) I was very shy, very quiet, um, still chatty, but you know, um, I came in as a transfer. I came, I transferred in as a junior, which back then we didn't have a lot of the transfer services that we had, which made it a lot harder to connect. Um, so really what I was involved in was the bigger marching machine. That was my main involvement. And then I was in the college of fine arts because I was a piano major. Excuse me. Sorry. No, you're fine. (coughs) Sorry about that. You're fine. Um, I was a piano major, so I spent a lot of time over in the College of Fine Arts area over there and then in Big Red. So that was really my home. The thing that made my undergraduate different, I guess, was I was in the process of figuring out this whole sexual orientation thing Mm -hmm. my junior year when I came here. And... The College of Fine Arts to me was truly a safe place. I knew when I was in the college that no one would hurt me. Mm-hmm. I knew when I was on that marching field that Ed Livingston and our drum major, Kevin Jensen, would not let anything happen to me because in the residence halls, things were happening. But like the girls on the floor, they jumped me, they beat me up, they threw food on me when I was taking a shower. But as a junior, I didn't have preview. I knew when I moved into Waterston, there was there were these names down there at the desk with little initials after them, but I didn't know what they meant. I didn't know what they did. I didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. I just knew where the mailbox was and how to find my room. Yep. Um, 
So when all these things happened, I never told anybody, frankly, because I didn't know who to tell. Yeah. And to make things harder, when I arrived, like literally right away when I arrived, the advisor in the College of Fine Arts was Herb Sanders, and he died. That's that Herb Sanders yes, advisor yes, award that they get yes, out. That's he right. died right really... when I got here. Okay. So the college was quite upset, as they would have been. Yes. And the people who were like juniors and seniors and sophomores that already had laid their plan out with them knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out what classes you were going to take and how you were going to work this. I was very blessed in that I have a cousin I grew up with. He lived across the street from me my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I basically followed him, you know. That's fine. I was a year behind him. Yep. He's six months older, yep. and I followed him to Illinois Central College. Okay. And then when I graduated, he was already here. I followed him to ICC okay. or oh, to ISU. Yep. He lived one floor above me in Waterson oh. and Mm-hmm. very much was like, okay, let's go find your classes. I'm like, okay. Oh, and he'd come and get me and go to dinner, you know, make sure I ate, oh. stuff like that. Oh, it's nice to have that. Um, it really yeah. was. Yeah. It was It was great. Um, but it was a very, it was a very different college experience, I think, than a lot of the students have, especially a lot of the students now. Yes. Yeah. Very, very quiet, very closeted, very yeah. trying to figure this out. And and I, we'll get into, you know, talking more about how the campus has changed and you being a part of that. And I'm going to use this word a lot throughout our talk because I think it's a good theme um, to relate to you, Barb, is champion. So how did you champion through having to go through this experience at ISU? You you graduated, you went on, I know, to a different part as a teacher, which we can get into yeah. then too. But how did you champion through knowing that I'm going to have to do a lot of this by myself because the resources aren't here yet for me? Right. Um, plus being closeted. I mean, my, my family yes. had no idea that I was trying mm-hmm. to figure this okay. out. I, I walked on campus. I was engaged to a man. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, life changed, yep. you know, hugely. And it was just a lot through the woman I was dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she was much more... <laughs> She, she was one of the, well, I've known since I was five years old, people. And I'm like, no, you didn't, because that is not possible. But she was a good resource, yes. you know. Okay. It's surrounding yourself with people, I mean, yeah. that you trust and feel yeah. like making your own safe environment then when it's I not I really often. hung on to the people from my community college. Oh, okay. I was still very, yeah. very close with the people from my community college. All right. Crazy, crazy story went home after that first semester Mm -hmm. and all of us who'd gone like our group of like seven people had gone to icc together in the college of fine arts there and we met at the poison apple which really dates us we met at the poison apple when everybody was home from break Mm -hmm. because we'd all gone different places Mm -hmm. and that night every single one of them except one told me they were gay and i'm like excuse me and they were like, well, we just didn't think you could handle it, so we didn't tell you while we were at ICC. And then it dawned on me, it's like, so what you were doing when I had to be home at 1030 was you were dropping me off at home, and then you guys were going out and having fun without uh-huh, me. Uh-huh, because you didn't want to tell me, but I wanted to tell you, and I was trying to figure it out, And too. I'm trying to figure it out anyway. It was just crazy. Somehow you automatically yeah, gravitate yeah. to the, you find your people. Yeah. But I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> But like you said, too, at ISU, Big Red March Machine, College of Fine Arts, that became your, that was your place. was absolutely was my a, yes, place. Yes, and that's And I think 
as resources grew, obviously, like I said, we'll talk, it becomes better. But to know that there was a place, and it's, it's good to hear that hopefully every student finds some finds that place. place yes. um, and finds someone like a Barb. Which so after graduation, um, you did not start at Illinois State for your thirty career or your thirty years of a career. You I moved went to St. Louis. Okay, mm-hmm. I moved to St. Louis. Yep. My girlfriend at the time was a um, safety engineer. She graduated in safety. Okay, so I majored in piano. She majored in safety. She was going to be the breadwinner, so I better go <laughs> where her job is. And we went to St. Louis, yep. and I was there for close to ten years. Um, Started out, I was a kindergarten teacher, and until they figured out I was gay, well, they didn't figure it out, they asked, and I mm-hmm. said yes, which mm-hmm. was, I don't know, probably stupid, I was yeah. going for the honesty points. Yeah. Um, lost my job, lost my teaching certificate, and then started working at Shriners Hospital for children in St. Louis, mm-hmm. worked there for several years, yeah. and then made the decision to move back, because to me, this is this is home, I'm yes. from Morton, this yep. is home. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse yes. me. Yep. Moved to Central Illinois back, and one of my friends was an ISU cop. Oh, and I moved back. It's like I'm just not sure what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Why don't Why don't you apply to Illinois State? It's a great place to work." And I was like, "Okay, why I'll try. Okay. What the heck?" Yeah. And I started out as the proverbial secretary three, where everybody <laughs> starts, and work my way up to a secretary four, and then a five. All these little moves help me move up. And then when I was working in housing one day, um, they posted the job for the information person at the Bone Student Center, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. And much to my surprise, I got it. Yeah. And then from and, there, like I said, we went through your whole list. Of, yes. But yeah. when when I came back to school, when I came back, um, I was driving through town here mm-hmm. in Bloomington, mm-hmm. and somebody shot my car windows out. As I was driving, and they blamed it on the rainbow pride flag Mm -hmm. on the back Mm -hmm. of my car. And it's like something clicked, and it was just, okay, you've taken away the one thing that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You've taken away my teaching license. I've been shot at. Mm -hmm. I've been beat up. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, tied up. and I mean, just crazy stuff. There really isn't anything you can do to me now. There really isn't. And I'm going to make it my mission to make sure that what happened to me here doesn't happen to the students that I have now. And you did that. I mean, that thank you was, for sharing that because you did, like, you, you've done that in in every way possible. And that's that was what you the main, yes. it was like, you know, I don't care. And my big goal, because I didn't think there was anything else open to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'd been fired. I didn't think there was anything else open to me mm-hmm. was, um, just some kind of, you know, working in an office somewhere. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what would happen when I tried for the job at the bone. Yeah. And then you excelled and And, excelled more and you excelled more. And and my God, I don't know what ISU would do without Barb. Honestly. Yeah. It's true. The important thing we learned when I worked in housing was if Barb gets bored, she gets in trouble. (laughs) I was in trouble a lot when I worked in housing. I mean, a lot. (laughs) And we learned this. So I've always told people, I've been here 30 years. Mm-hmm. I've never worked one job more than four. Mm-hmm. Except this very last one before yeah, I retired. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because of EMDH. Yes. I switched positions every four years. Okay. Not that I applied for some of them. Yeah. 
but it was like okay like when i was the when i was the assistant director of special projects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the bone mm-hmm. i.e the stuff nobody else wants to do <laughs> you know when i was the assistant director of special projects they came to me and it's like we want you we really want you to work on commencement and welcome week i'm like okay say yes yeah, yeah. and it's like okay yeah. and it's like it just i gradually every couple of years something changed yeah. and then one day my boss walked into my office and closed my door and he said um that he had they had just fired the person who was the auditorium manager Mm -hmm. and he said we want you to take it over and i looked at him like well i have i have no knowledge no skills and no training but if you're okay with that i guess i am (laughs) sure Braden, bring it on (laughs) it's like sure and judy kalilala was my assistant and well, became my assistant and she'd been there for years mm-hmm. yep. so she knew what to do yep. you know and I would literally just go to her and go okay <laughs> and now what <laughs> is this okay <laughs> um I was very it was it was crazy yeah. because she had started to create a season mm-hmm. and I was looking at the notes and I called this producer Don Cronberg who's one of my dearest friends now mm-hmm. um he was he's an agent with nightlight okay and i called him and was like hey it looks like we have willie nelson booked with you mm-hmm. in september he said you thought you did and he hung up oh and i'm like well this is going well and i spent three weeks having agents hang up on me really and i'd call him back and my job was to rebuild all the bridges that had been torn down got it and I picked up my phone one day, and it was Ginger from William Morris, and she called me. She's like, Barbara, this is Ginger from William Morris, Nashville. I'm like, yes. And she's like, we understand word out on the road is that you're running Braden now. I'm like, yes, I'm sure going to give it a shot. Yeah. You know? And she says, I have one question for you. And I'm like, sure, shoot. And she's like, how come no one's heard of you? Oh. And I was like, well, because I've never done this before, yeah, but I'm going to do my best. And I kept calling Don back and saying, you know, I understand because he he had a show that did not go well. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I understand what happened. I understand you're angry, but we're going to, we're, we're starting over here. You had to create a safe space for everybody in Brayden again, then basically you are literally the creator of comforting, stable spaces, Barb. It's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And he said, I'll tell you what, he said, you don't. You don't really know what you're doing. I'm like, you are absolutely right. I don't. Yeah. I'm doing what Judy tells me to do. And we're learning it as we go. Yeah. And he spent three days with me and showed me the ropes, which is probably one of the stupidest things an auditorium manager could do like because you're to, learning from some, the agents uh-huh, uh-huh, that are trying uh-huh. to, yes. you know. Yes. Yeah. But he was amazing. He's been an incredible resource for me. Okay. Um, not all the shows came from him, obviously, yeah. but yeah. he was, he's in Chicago, and he okay. was an incredible resource. They yeah. sent me to Ball State, mm-hmm. where um, one of our alums, who used to be a student in Braden, okay. runs their auditorium, and I went over. I spent a week with him. Wow. And mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. a brain dump mm-hmm. into this is what we do, mm-hmm. which was so crazy because he'd been a student. A student yep, yep. And he's like, you're what? And I was like, I know I'm the campus tour guide, but. <laughs> Not anymore. Not I anymore. I the Braden. No more perky, chirpy tour yes, guide. Yes, yes. But it, it opened up this 
incredible experience that I would just literally sit there. It's like, how is this my life? Yeah. Going from where you were, where you started. And yeah. Having to work, like you said, though, <clears throat> you, you built up that what else can... What else can go wrong? Nothing is going to go wrong. I'm going to make sure I'm that I gonna, listen. Yes. I'm yep. just going to do this. Yes. And to the point, I, I always did an announce at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. because I told my boss, I said, it's very important that people realize it's me now. Yeah. Yes. That chapter is closed. Yes. It's yep. me now. Yeah. Yep. I said, I'm introducing every single show that starts. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I did. And I went out and one day, President Bowman was in the audience <laughs> And I, it had just been an incredible day, and we'd had a wonderful time. And I made the comment, I said, you know, there are days that I just can't believe this is my life. And I swear I would, I would do this job for free. And he came out to me afterwards, and he's like, you know, we can, we can make, make that, that ha- free yeah. thing happen. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, let's, let's not. I love you know. this job, but not for free. <laughs> but not that much. It's like, I do still need to, you know, eat. It's like, if I had a, you know, it's like, I don't have a husband. If I had a happy husband at State Farm, we'd talk. But I don't. You know? Oh, my gosh. It's like, that's oh, so that's crazy. But the stuff, I mean, it's just surreal. Yeah. The stories. I'm actually, I, I'm working with a couple people. I'm, I'm writing a book. You are? I am. What's it about? Uh your time at ISU or it what, is okay yeah I did not know that this is yeah. brand new information it oh, is good for you well and it I was is. gonna say page 14 <laughs> but, you know it's okay you only have like 100 probably maybe 200 300 400 yeah it's, more to like, go, it's so. basically a day in the life of what happens like with all the different artists no okay. you know so can I have like a little inside scoop because that was going to be one of my questions now mm-hmm. that we're talking a little bit about <clears throat> Raiden of what is some of your favorite, fondest memories working at Brayden? The people, I think the thing that was the most surprising is that the people, I quote the famous people for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. are just people who miss their families Mm -hmm. and they're on the road. Mm -hmm. And my goal was always to make sure they had a wonderful day. It's like, I'm greeting him at the door. Welcome to Brain Auditorium. We are so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we had breakfast ready for him. Mm-hmm. Dinner was always on real china with real silverware instead of a spork. Mm-hmm. Um, I never gave him, you know, wedding chicken with three tiny potatoes and yes. broccoli. Yeah. It's like, tried to make it. Because that's what they're getting everywhere on the yes. road. Yep. What can we do that's different? Yep. What can we do to make their day? Yep. Flowers around, decorating the you know the dressing rooms up a little bit. Yeah. And it really it really paid off mm-hmm. in a semi-selfish way. Because if they're having a good day, they do a good mm-hmm. show. And then my people see a good show. Mm-hmm. And then they want to buy more tickets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just a circle. You're, you're probably the smartest person in this room right now. Because that is perfect. I it love just, the cycle. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, it's... Yep. That was our goal, was always just have a wonderful day with them. And my students were just amazing. Um, Sarah Evans was here, and she had her kids with her. And two of my my student workers took her kids to the Children's Discovery Museum for the day. I'm like, you're just going to let my kids take your kids? (laughs) She's like, oh, yeah, they'll be fine. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. We had a group called Leahy, and it's these siblings Mm -hmm. that – are in a band and they travel together in the bus mm-hmm. with their wives and their kids and their family and we set the green room up basically as a nursery that makes sense 
and yep. a couple of my a couple of my students were basically running a daycare mm-hmm. all day playing with the kids keeping them safe yeah. doing whatever and yeah. during the show the littlest tiny barely toddler barely walking was just having a meltdown and I while her mom was on stage I, I stood at the fly rail holding her so she could see her mom oh, dancing along and it's yeah. like yeah see mommy's right there it's okay and anytime we tried to go back it was mm-hmm. like ah mm-hmm. it's like okay we're staying right here I love that these are the stories too. It's about again because you're all about it's the wonderful day and making others feel safe and comfortable. And so yeah, well, these it, stories. it was it was kind of out on the road that we were we were difficult. Oh, okay. you know. So you're trying rebrand. You're trying, trying to, to get the, rep, yeah, the reputation back. And it's yep. amazing how word travels on the road. Yeah. And when we did get Willie Nelson here, I greeted him at the back door and. He walked in, and his first word, I'm like, welcome to Braden Autumn. He says, I hear you got good food here. I'm very excited. I hear you got good food. I'm like, thank you. Get that out there on the road yeah. for us. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you. And also, I hope it's good food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We Make knew sure that it extra had, good food. Yes. We knew yep. that the table had kind of turned a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there were times that it didn't go well or whatever. I, We had George Jones, and he was just such a love. And... It was it was his final tour, mm-hmm. and he was aging, and you know, and I'm sitting in my office one day, and my phone rings, and I answer, and he's like, "Barbara, this is George Jones," and I'm like, "Um, I have people. Don't you have people? <laughs> you know, it's like if I have people, you surely have people. How do you have my number? <laughs> yes, exactly. And he's like, "I just wanted to call and tell you that when we come over, a couple of weeks from now, I'm like, yeah, we're excited about your company." Mm-hmm. He said, well, I just want you to know I'm going to be wearing my blue suit. Because, you know, we're going to be on that stage together and we got to look good. Just so you know, I'm wearing my blue suit. And I'm like, that is good to know. I will plan accordingly. Thank you. And we're chatting and all of a sudden he goes, oh, I got to go. And he hung up. And it was like, were you not allowed to be on the phone? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he you called you not... to make sure you coordinated correctly. Yes. That's... And, and we did. Mm-hmm. And we did. It was good to know. It was a great heads up. Yeah, I would say in a memorable moment then. To... Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. funny. He was, he was singing a song. And he had a prompter in front of him mm-hmm. with, like, big mm-hmm. letters mm-hmm. so that he could see. And his band was playing with him. And it switched to another song, and then they did another song. But then George came back to the first song, but the band was playing song number four. And I'm off to the side of the stage screaming, follow George. Mm -hmm. Did it work? Did it work? They finally did. It was like... Do what he's doing. Mm. I don't care you've already done the song. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do what again. he's doing. Do it again. Yeah. Exactly. No. It's like he's obviously not reading the letters. Now you're managing prompter. bands on top of it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just great. Or they like people would come in. Um, one of the guys from REO came up to me. He's like, "Do you have any?" He's like, my back is just killing me. Do you have any Tylenol or something? I'm like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, I can get you a massage. I can, you want some ice? Mm-hmm. It's like, what What can we do? Yeah. He's like, no, I just need to lay down. I think I'm, I'm just going to lay down and see if I can get my back mm-hmm. feeling better. It's like, okay, so I got him some Tylenol. And he, he did great. He made it to the show. He did great. And he was leaving, and I'm hugging him. And I'm like, well, I hope you feel better. You be careful, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. be, be, be careful. Ice is your friend. And he's like, okay, fine. And they took off. Well, I generally have the artist's cell phone so that I can get mm-hmm. a hold of them while mm-hmm. they're here, mm-hmm. and then I dump it, yep. you know. 
And I called him the next morning. I said, I promise I'm not going to be a crazy stalker person. I just wanted to make sure you're okay today. Oh. And he's like, I really am. I'm feeling better. Thanks. That little downtime I had helped. I'm like, okay, I promise you I'm ditching your phone number now. I just wanted to check. And he's like, okay, you have a good rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I promise you I'm not a crazy stalker person. No. But that's the extra mile. But that's but the I'm extra re- Yes. Yeah. And that's what makes you, that, like you did, you brought the reputation back. You obviously got yeah. the word out in the way you wanted it to. And again, see, it's yeah. about championing through and being the champion for Illinois State and for so Braden Auditorium. We, it's what are we going to do? Yep. My, my marketing intern told me one time during my announce, it'd be like, okay, you need to talk. He'd be like, okay, you need to talk about this show coming up and this show coming up and you need to talk about this. And I'm like, okay, fine. <coughs> Excuse me. And occasionally he would have like four or five things mm. and I'd go out and I'd talk and I'd come back. He's like, you forgot to. <laughs> Like I know, I can only I can only I remember, remember three something. things. We have to we, we have to figure out what's important. Yes. Three things. That's my max. Yes, that's good. Give he's me like time. okay. So he started gearing everything to. He's like okay, these are the three things we're talking about. And I'm like okay. He's like oh if gosh. you can work it in. I'm like yeah, three, three. Oh he's like okay. You know, and so speaking of students, too, you and I have to mention, you know, the Bone and Braden are going to be celebrating their 50th year, and you've been there for a majority of for it. For 30 years. Yeah. So Crazy. And, I know. And then working with all these students and yeah. um, being, you know, starting to become a mentor and a role model for many, what does that feel like to know how much of an impact you've made on the students at Illinois State from where you came from as a student, Barb? Yeah. Like, you've yeah. seen the changes now, too. So. A lot of people have said that you know you talk about having such a lousy undergrad experience but yet you're such a champion for illinois state it's like but that's based on my time here as an employee not necessarily my undergrad yes or they'll be like isn't it weird to work where you went to school i'm like no i was only here two years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i've been here 30 as an employee yeah that's totally different you know yeah but the relationships that i've gotten to build with them are just incredible and making sure they've had some really good experiences mm-hmm. that they can build their life off. It's crazy yeah. because my my kind of original student workers are turning 50, which is just not possible. That's crazy. I was wow. really upset about it at home. I'm just like, they're turning 50. That's not possible. <laughs> that That is not possible. It's just not. It's not. They're it's not really. It's not. It's fine. And my, my girlfriend, says, well, Honey, I'm like the math doesn't work. I just, well, honey, you do you know you didn't birth them? <laughs> She's like, you got them at 18. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you missed you're the right. first 20, 18 years of their yeah, lives. Yeah, exactly. So, I was I like, mean... oh yeah, you're right. It does work now. But I'm like, holy cow. But and it I'm... felt like you were probably with them for a long time because you were you yeah. were there to help these you know the students at Braden and, and Bone. So and... many of them. So many of them are still in contact with me and call me and stuff one of my one of my former students called me he texted me and said hey I I just really need to talk something out with you and I'm like yeah sure give me a call tonight and we were talking and he made the comment he's like well now you know I'm getting ready to turn 45 and I'm like okay stop right there this just now became all about me Mm -hmm. instead of you Mm -hmm. you cannot be 45 Mm -hmm. he's like well yeah, I graduated like 20 years ago. I was like, oh my God, okay, give me a minute and then we'll go back. I was just like, <laughs> I need to process that. You're, you're, you're turning 45? 
He's like, yes. Are you processed now? He's like, can we go back to my problem? It's like, okay, if we have to. It's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, and so many. My very first student worker, Rhonda, my very first student worker, came. she showed up at my retirement reception. Oh, she walked in the door and I just lost it. Oh, I bet. I'm like, what are you doing here? And she's like, hey, I saw it. I saw it online. There's no way I wouldn't come. It's like, I mean, a bunch of my students traveled like hours yeah. to get here. Yeah. And I was, I was just blown away by the response that I got from them. They're just incredible. Yeah. Just. That's the impact you've left, Barb. And oh. I mean, so it's amazing to hear and see that. And I have to bring up too, you you've worked with so many Bone and Braden students, but you also were the advisor of Pride for eight years too. So you yeah. also work with our Pride students, our LGBTQA. Yeah. I mean, yeah. work. And I think, you, like you said, campus is different now too. In that aspect, that you were like, oh, these these students are out. So now, what is my, oh my purpose gosh. too? So my, how have you? you know, my you first year as the Pride advisor. We talked a great deal about it being a safe space, yes. and several students would talk. It's like, well, I've been walking past the room because everybody knew room three seventy five, mm-hmm. Student mm-hmm. Services mm-hmm. Building, mm-hmm. Wednesday night. That's mm-hmm. where the gay kids mm-hmm. are, and they'd talk about. Well, I walked down the sidewalk for like three weeks, and tonight I finally decided I was just coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah, we're we're, yeah, right. we're yeah. glad you did. Yeah. That's why we're here. And they were, or they'd walk in and they're like, I think that mm-hmm. I maybe want to mm-hmm. be here mm-hmm. and that I maybe should be, and I think I might be gay, but mm-hmm. to you flash forward to now, because I, I, I still do stuff with them. Mm-hmm. You flash forward to now and they're like, well, I was the president of the GSA in junior high, and I was the secretary in high school. And you're just like, how are you so together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just night and day. Yeah. When I was working in housing and getting in trouble all the time, when I was working in housing, um, one young person went to Preview mm-hmm. and talked to people at Preview, and whoever she talked to at Preview sent her to me over in housing. And I looked up, and there's this little person knocking on my cubicle, and she's like, they said at Preview that you're nice to the gay kids. And <laughs> Like, I am. Yes. I am. Come on in. Yeah. Oh. Come on in. But then, so, well, <laughs> and but I'm, like you said, I'm you've still, grown. Say, yes, but. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still in contact. Yes. You know, many years later yes. with them. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh. Yep. I was working, we used to, during Welcome Week, we used to staff the res hall desks mm-hmm. and give them their planners mm-hmm. yep. and stuff yep. as a passages person mm-hmm. for Welcome Week. And I've, I'm like, okay, too much. This one, this one young lady was coming up to check in, and she had rainbows everywhere. She, I mean, she had jewelry in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she was just rainbowed out. Mm-hmm. And I got her all checked in, and I took her planner, and I opened it up to the first Pride meeting, and I was like, first Pride here. meeting. And circled and I handed it to her. I'm like, I'll see you there. And she was I'm like, too much. <laughs> Too much. Was she there? Did she come? She was. Oh, see? <laughs> Too much. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, no. <laughs> it's just, she, she was with her mom. Oh. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, too much? Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I have to pull the back. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but that's how you get people involved, too. So, exactly. but like you said, you I mean, you make an impact on students, whether it's you're working with them, you're advising them, you're being just an ally to knock on a cube for, and that's what I think keeps 
our yeah. campus and our students growing and changing and learning yeah. what's coming too. So, um, yeah. again, you're very appreciative for that, Barb. There. You appreciate for for you know being the ally, being the champion, being what I like to call the historian of ISU, like you said, uh, working through a book now. Yeah, I, again, I'm very I'm excited, excited to hear that. Trying, you know, we're we're trying to figure out. It's like this is. It's like do you combine the pride stuff with the brain stuff or is it that, yeah. two yeah. or what do you do yeah. and that we don't really we don't have a history behind both too so that can be hard yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we're trying to yes figure that out and we'll yeah. see well and in the end too i actually i have to mention <clears throat> part of pride you know learning that you were the advisor then it made far more sense learning as i came in that you helped found the lgbtqa plus alumni network too yes. you and dave betlin saw it as yeah, it, as a need. So, can you talk a little yeah. bit for you know, our alums listening? Like, why all of a sudden? I think it was around <laughs> 2014 ish time. Like that became the mission. It was important. so selfish of me. <laughs> it's like I want to know where my babies are. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so selfish. Nope. But wonderful. Yeah. You know, and the other the other RSOs. A lot of them had. An alumni group mm-hmm. and Dave mm-hmm. and I are like we should do this yeah. because a lot of the alums would come back for the annual Pride Drag oh, Show, yeah. yep. and it's like we need to do something. Mm-hmm. We need to not just be hugging and screaming in the ballroom. Yep. It's like we need to do something, and that's when we started doing like a mm-hmm. a pre mm-hmm. yep. a pre reception yes. yep. so that the alums mm-hmm. could do that, and mm-hmm. we tried to turn it into a full weekend one year with like you know brunch the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard part with the pride students is there's there's no high am gay box yeah. to check. Yes. I mean, I could give them rosters, yes. but you cannot send them anything unless yeah. they give you permission. Yes. yes. So at Lavender Graduation, we have it mm-hmm. out now mm-hmm. asking mm-hmm. them, yep. you know, I know this is the last thing in your mind, but please yes, sign this so, so we can, can send yeah. you things. Yeah. And the very first drag show we did, I'm literally standing in the ballroom with this stack of paper walking around i'm like pride alum fill this out pride alum fill this out grassroots marketing pride alum fill this out yep and they're like Like what i'm like just fill it out and give it back to me and we really built the list by yes contacting people seeing people and then during covid oh my god it was amazing during covid um alumni engagement contacted me and said we would like to give you a little covid burst Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and told me I could pick a year or like a time when I was a pride advisor and I could invite like 20 odd students Mm -hmm, to come mm -hmm. to a zoom meeting Mm -hmm. so you've got the perfect yeah the perfect square of zoom people and we did that and it was it was a pride board from the um like 98 ish Mm -hmm. around there 98 99 and it was incredible it was just so incredible to see all of them and and for them to see each other yeah i forget that i see them but they don't see each other that's the point of the network too is to and we had to figure it out because like one of them one of them is in israel and a couple other ones were in like alaska and california so timing was timing uh it's like okay when is when is everybody awake Uh uh-huh yeah you know, maybe late for some, but early for yeah. another one, you know. Yeah. And I contacted Talia, and she's like, I don't care when it is. She's like, I don't care. She's one in Israel. She's like, I don't okay. care. Mm-hmm. She's like, I will get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Just to talk. Don't worry. 
and that's it was amazing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was incredible. A, just watching them mm-hmm. yeah. reconnecting. It's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And a couple of them had like, you know, their kids on their lap mm-hmm. or the partner that they'd married mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. and hung out for a little bit. And at one point I looked at Talia and she was just sitting there like with her head on her hand, like on the table. And just, I thought she froze. I'm like, Talia, are you okay? Did you, Did are you there? Did yeah. you freeze? Cause I mean, hello, she's coming from Israel. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you freeze? Are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just watching everybody. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, it was gosh. amazing. Yes. And that's again, and I'm going to say this here too, for anyone listening, we always encourage, you know, if you want to be a part of specific networks, especially like the, it's okay, especially, you know, the LGBTQA plus, like you said, it's something that we ask our alums to opt into. So always feel free to reach out to someone like Barb, to reach out to the yes. alumni engagement office, because yeah. we do specific events. We have specific programs. We want to connect our redbirds in the ways they feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure the more that tell us, the more we can do for our, our alums too. So I'm glad you brought yeah. that up, that it is yeah. definitely something we want to learn if you aren't already opted in to yeah. any, again, network. Please just contact and yeah. let us I know mean, too. Was, so you know, the, big, the big red marching machine. Yes, yeah, anything, yes, anything else. So, um, yeah. you know, and with that, Barb, I, I have to end on this too, is, you know, we're talking about 30 years of you being an advisor and a supervisor uh, someone that's created a whole reputation for Braden, someone that's you know, given back so much. And now you've left a legacy recently. It was approved that there's going to be a crew room named after you too yeah. in Braden. So leaving yeah. that legacy because you've done a lot on campus and you've gifted back to campus. You support campus. You support our students, you know, through yeah. fiscal and through your, your talent as well. So I have to mention that, that I think that's amazing to hear Thanks. that you have that. So that, that's amazing. They, um, we talked about it, and the other option was the green room, which oh, is where mm-hmm. like the stars yep. hang out or whatever. Yep. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be the green room. I want it to be where the student workers hang yes. out. Yeah. It's their room where they, you know, they got lockers and they hang their coats and put the book bags up. And if they're hanging out, that's where they come and where they eat dinner or whatever. Yeah, it's like that's. That's where that's their space. I wanted to, to be the student space, not something else kind of yeah out there crazy. The right other on. part of it was we have so many students that have gone on to do incredible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like Steve worked. He was a student worker, and he worked the day we had David Copperfield. Mm. And David was so impressed with him, he gave him his business card and said, when you graduate in a couple of months, give me a call. Oh, wow. And he wow. went, he toured with Copperfield for like wow. five years. And then left Copperfield. He ran the um, the theater where like the Oscars and Emmys and stuff are. He wow. ran that out in L.A. And he moved to Australia. And he ran the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Oh, my gosh. He's now started his own company, but I mean, I want them to realize there's like eight examples of mm-hmm. people who have done this. Mm-hmm. I want you to realize if, if if you like this, this can be your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One business card away. I understand. Yeah, I understand oh. that you came and that you wanted to major in accounting and go you. Yeah. But if you have fallen in love with this, it is a possibility. Yes. Yeah. Wow. There, there are possibilities out there. You just need to utilize those resources. That's perfect to end on, too. So thank you, Barb, for being with us today. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for asking. Yes, Thank you for asking. It was fun. Thank you.
So that was two-time alum, ISU historian, ally, champion, and proud Redbird, Barb Dallinger. Tune in next time to Redbird Buzz for more stories from beyond the quad. Mm-hmm.